is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Everyone, welcome to episode 42. My name is Luke. Episode 42. Let's go, Mr. Luke. I'm John. (laughs) We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. And today, we're breaking down another UFC fight night, and this week, the UFC is in the city where Florida begins. The home of a Daddy Sharp favorite, Trevor Lawrence's beautiful golden locks, the city named for Andrew Jackson. We're talking about Jacksonville, Florida, baby. Yeah, we are, John, and I'm going to have to cook up some garlic crabs, hopping John, and shrimp and grits to get ready for this one. I love that. First, we've got to recap our best bets from last week's UFC 289. That was a heck of a card. I loved every single one of those fights. Yes. John, that was epic. It was great. There were some good ones on there. There were some good ones on there. And And controversy. And controversy. (laughs) And we'll jump into that a little bit. But the most important part was if you listen to the podcasts and you follow us, combined, the Daddy Sharps went three and one on best bets. Very nice indeed hard to all beat. right i'll recap my first best bet we i had vittori versus cannoneer you watched that main fight the main card the main event vittori got tagged yes. early in the fight bloodied the whole fight he was wobbling most of the middle rounds but he's stuck in there he's stuck in there every time oh, he wobbled i know just <laughs> Guys, guys, Rocky Balboa, he takes a beating. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. My best bet was the over in that one, four and a half rounds. It hit. Canadier won by decision. Call it good. That was the best, best bet winner. Next, oh. the fight that had us, Daddy Sharp versus Daddy Sharp. We had Christian Duncan versus Armand Superman Petrosian. I bet on Petrosian. I picked Petrosian to win. And oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna gloat a little bit. You're interrupting my gloating. God, he won, and and I picked him, and he won by decision, and I win. I won. <laughs> I'll say it one more time, please. <laughs> but my best bet on that one was over two and a half rounds. That was another best bet winner. Uh, I also looked at that fight, and I loved it. I loved the high flying style of Duncan. Christian Leroy Duncan was going to win that fight. He was going to beat the striking of Petrosian. Duncan did look flashy in there, but it was too much spinning, too many flying knees, too much style, not enough connecting. Luke, you highlighted the UFC experience. I should have paid attention to that. I did not listen, and I took a loss. Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) And then... My favorite fight on the whole card. I love this one. I love this bet. I wish I would put more money on it. Sabatini versus Almeida. Sabatini to win was my bet there. He does it easily with a second round submission. Sabatini had an ugly loss in the first round in his last fight. That loss set up a great number for us to buy at the book. Sabatini didn't disappoint, dominating this fight from start to finish. And Mr. Luke, we have some other fighters that are in Sabatini's position. And we're going to get to those in today's deep dive and best bets. I love that. I love that you just teased the deep dive because I cannot wait to get into those as well. But I had my moment of gloating. but (laughs) I didn't really gloat. You didn't. I noticed that. I'm a gentleman. Well, well, that's a whole other debate for another (laughs) podcast altogether. But 
Let me just say we were on opposite ends of that fight too. I predicted that Almeida would catch Sabatini with a shot because Sabatini you. likes to shoot forward and he's going to catch him with a hard punch and knock him out. Never happened. No, it did not. No, it's it hard to knock easy. somebody out from your back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, here we go. I was about to say it looked like a pretty easy win for Sabatini, but okay. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Go. There why, it is. Why, why don't you just go ahead and move along as we get closer <laughs> to breaking down this week? Well, before we get into our best bets here, I wanted to take a moment and look at this week's card. I wanted to point out a few things here. This card is in front of a live audience in Jacksonville, like we just said, a sold-out arena. Look for guys that have never fought in front of a big audience to try and keep their emotions in check. Sometimes these guys, we've seen it a thousand times, especially those first two, three fights in the prelims. They go out there, they do an adrenaline dump in the first round, only to lose the fight in the later rounds because they're exhausted. Most of my bets are on the side of the guy that's fought a UFC event in a sold-out arena before, not an Apex fight. Next, this is an ABC card. We've mentioned this in the last ABC card, meaning it's on one of the big networks, and Dana White wants to showcase his best product on Saturday. During the daytime, translation, this card is stacked with strike-heavy fighters and grapplers that can submit at will. The UFC wants this national audience to see finishes or real bangers. Betting fights to end and finish should be a real consideration this week. And we have got all of those fights that we think should end that way yes. coming up, and we're going to break them down. Those are great points all the way around, John. And with that said, it is time to share our best bets for this week's UFC Fight Night Jacksonville. We should just call it UFC Fight Night Trevor Lawrence because we really yes. want to. And I hope he's in the crowd. He will be. He will be for the Daddy Sharps. <laughs> I put in a call. Why don't yes. you start us out on our best bets this week? Well, I kind of mentioned Sabatini and that bad loss he had. I like Randy Brown minus 250 versus Wellington Terman. I love this matchup as much as I love that Sabatini fight last week. I'm all over Randy Brown to win this fight. Here's a big reason for me. Brown is in the same situation as Sabatini was. He is coming off an ugly loss around one submission. Brown was submitted by Jack Maddalena, the red-hot Australian prospect that is probably... Uh, you've seen this guy. He's probably the most talented new talent in the lightweights right now. He's 4-0 in the UFC with four first-round finishes, which is unheard of. Brown is his latest victim and by far the best fighter he's ever taken down. But before that, Brown had some really good four wins. He beat Trinaldo, another great grappler. Chaos, Gooden, Oliveira, all these guys are good UFC Impressive. legends, excellent grapplers. He was taken down only once in that stretch by Trinaldo. Brown is a much better fighter than this last outing showed, and I think he's going to show it on this one. On the other side, oh, I, I, I think the numbers should be longer, to be honest with you. On the other side, we have Wellington Terman, a 26-year-old middleweight, dropping to 170s for the first time since 2017. He went 2-3 and three in his last five fights at 185. His two wins in that stretch a split decision and a round one submission came against two fighters that are combined two 15 and one in their last nine fights apiece. Not exactly promising. Now, normally when you drop a weight clash, you're going to have the size advantage. Well, his management did not do him favors here. Mr. Luke, Randy Brown, one of the biggest welterweights, 170, 70 pounds at six, three with a 78 inch reach. It's a six inch reach advantage over Terman. 
You think this guy's fighting at a lower class, getting a smaller guy? Not the case here. Randy Brown's going to win behind his length with strikes. That's my best bet. Randy Brown to win. I like that one, too. You know, hey, look, it's the UFC. It's not boxing. It's UFC. Everyone loses. Everyone's going to lose. No one's undefeated ever. Love that one. As well, I know you love this fight. We talked about this one. Oh, and, and this would have been one of your best bets. It's just you you had some other great best bets, a lot of great lineups in this card. My first best bet out of the gate, a lightweight fight, Trevor Peak, moderate favorite, minus 200, hovering around there versus Jose Mariscal. And here's why I'm all over this fight, John. Yes. There are a lot of strikes against Mariscal here. That's why. He's mm-hmm. a villain for the fight. Just 10 days notice. 10 days. That's Get a call. Good. You want to fight in 10 days? Yeah, sure, I'll go. <laughs> hey, this is after uh, Victor Martinez withdrew, so that would have been a good one as well. He usually fights as a featherweight. Now he's up in weight for this fight. He throws a lot of haymakers. Not very accurate as far as the strikes are concerned. Not much of a wrestler. He does have a judo background. He wants to make a huge splash and join the UFC. This is his shot in front of a very large crowd, and you said it, John, moments ago. That mm. Recipe for disaster. Yes. Especially facing a power puncher like Trevor Peak. All the guy wants to do is just punch. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does a lot of it. He he lands more than eight strikes per minute with a 63% striking accuracy. He is a brawler. He is 8-0 with all of his wins coming by knockout. Uh-huh. He has some pretty hard kicks, too. I, I think he's going to destroy Mariscal. This could be dangerous. Yes. He's minus 200 on the money line. So let's make some money here with a safe bet. Let's make some money. My best bet on this one is Trevor Peak by finish. Love I also it. like the under two and a half rounds here. You might want to dabble a little bit on Peak with a first round KO, pinpoint that for some plus money. But I think that the really, I think the safe bet here is Trevor Peak by finish. This is one of those rare fights where me and you have multiple bets on the same fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and we are usually very conservative, and th- that's a great fight. I, I love Peak there. Take the money line, too. Take the money line, too. Why not? Yes. My next bet here, Tiara versus Rodriguez. My best bet here, the Japanese phenom. I like him a ton in this fight. I like Tiara to win at minus 300. I think he's actually down to minus 275 now. There's a lot of great best bets on this card, but I had to pick one, and this is it. Tiara, 23-year-old grappling phenom with 13 pro bouts under his belt already. Five of his last six ended in a submission, including two of three in the UFC, so he does have the chops to hang in here. The only decision on the UFC for Tiara is his UFC debut, which was a win. Granted, the guys he beat in the octagon were a combined two and five, so not great. Guy's 23 years old, though, on the UFC. But Tiara did what he was supposed to do, and he dominated these guys. And here's a little interesting thing I picked up studying this cat. 3-0 in the judges' scorecards when the fight is a decision. And, Luke, me and you have seen these guys before, these grappling specialists. First one that comes to mind is Chase Hooper. You get a lot of submission specialists that can't win decisions very often. They need to get finishes because they don't stay busy enough on the feet to look favorable to the judges. If they don't secure a takedown, they can't win. Not this guy. He's a very busy fighter. Another great thing to see here, when Tiara gets on top of you, it's over, even if he doesn't get the sub. And three UFC fights, remember... Two of these fights ended before round two. He has 16 minutes of control time and a very short fight time. His opponent, Rodriguez, 
just happens to give up tons of control time. You to get take this guy down, he can't get up. Very dangerous proposition to be on the ground with a submission artist like this for that long. Robert, what Rodriguez does have is great striking. In three UFC fights, he's outstriking his opponents at a two to one margin. He's never been finished in his pro career. That's the good news, and that's where it ends. I like Tiara to win in this matchup. Rodriguez will desperately try to keep this on the feet, throwing everything he's got at Tiara to get him out of there. But I think Tiara is going to catch him, and it only takes one takedown early in a round, and that round's over. He's going to win the round, and he's probably going to submit you. Rodriguez will not be getting up. Can you? Uh, can you? Is there a prop at uh, your book uh, for uh, minutes control time? Oh, I wish that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that exists. I've never heard yeah. of it anywhere. Maybe it does yeah. somewhere. Some of them have uh, how many takedowns they'll land, but yeah, a guy right. like a guy like this, he's only gonna. He only needs one per round, and he's and he's got you. You're he's not down get there. Back up. Yeah, God, yeah. We, God, we should. Nah, I wish someone wouldn't have the guts to move to that. All right. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm so far, so far, we're agreeing, hundred percent. Yes, yes. 100%. I, I think I've got you. I think you love this next one too. I think I you think love. We're this. in agreement here. Oh, I like it. <laughs> it's my second and final best bet for the week. I've got Brendan Allen Allen versus mm. Bruno Silva Allen minus one eighty. Started off the week. I think you've got him at minus one ten. With a little vig, is that right? That, did you buy that, that or did you just see it? That was a different one. That was actually oh, peak. I'm sorry. We had oh. we had peak at minus one ten, which is amazing. And now look at his numbers all the way up to I minus two hundred. <laughs> That's amazing too. I don't. Yes. Know, I was thinking this one. Maybe I. Yeah. Well, maybe you know why? Because the line moved. It moved from one sixty five yesterday to one eighty minus one eighty right now. Yep. So it's obvious, you know, where this is going. I, I like Allen to win this fight, and and here is why. Allen lands less strikes per minute than Silva. That's not great, but he has better accuracy. He beats mm -hmm. his opponents up instead with better cardio. That's, that's dangerous. That's a weapon. Yeah, that's, that's a weapon. Dangerous. He's only 27 years old. He's had a ton of experience against really tough fighters. He's got great kicks, especially impactful calf kicks. You love the calf kicks. I do it's, love the calf kicks, my man. <laughs> expect to see a lot of calf kicks in this one. That stuff hurts, man. It, you know, it, it rubs that it rubs that uh, nerve raw, and, and to the point where you, your leg just doesn't work. It's Ugh. the oddest thing in the world. Uh, he's he, look. He's not the best wrestler I concede, but he's got twelve wins by submission still, mm -hmm. Ugh, including yeah. choking out three of his last four opponents. Let's talk about Silva a little bit. Good punching power, lands more strikes, but he throws a lot of haymakers too. So his striking accuracy, not great, less than 50%. He also absorbs more strikes. He has a weak wrestling defense. That's not good. On, no, once he's on the <laughs> mat, he can't get back up. Just go back and look at the tapes. Go yeah. back and look at the tapes. He goes down. He cannot get back up. And he has zero wins by submission. That is a big uh-oh. Mm -hmm. In his last fight, Silva beat Brad Tavares. Great. However, if you go and watch that one, because you got to study these fights beforehand, uh, you tell me. I mean, the ref called that fight way too early. And there was Tavares looking up, going, what are you doing? Guy yep. wasn't out. Wasn't out. Not definitive for me. I, I actually was on the losing end of that. That was one of my best bets. Oh. I had Tavares over Silva in that one. And yeah, yeah I watched it very closely. <laughs> Horrible. But then mm -hmm. uh, but then the next fight, Silva lost to Gerald uh, Mearshart. And uh, Silver, Silva, I should say, uh, looked, well, he looked like a silver, not gold in that one. Horrible. <laughs> yes. Horrible yep. in that fight. 
Mearshart connected with a left hook, sent Silva to the mat. And, and if you, I don't mean to laugh, but if you watch that, like Mearshart is not this kind of fighter at all. Uh, he he goes to the mat and he looks like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, he looks shocked. <laughs> and so he just started throwing some punches like on his knees. And they said, you know what? Screw that. And he just grabbed him and choked him out. <laughs> Go back to what I know. <laughs> very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Allen is bigger. He's faster. He's better in every category. He's much better than Silva's last two opponents. This is Allen's fight to lose. I have no idea why it's still minus 180. It should be a lot worse than this. Uh, get that get that ticket early. I'm telling yes. you, buy it now before it shoots up on the day of the fight. There might be some value in a win by finish here. Uh, maybe a win by knockout. Maybe not me. My best bet here is for Allen just to win. I like it, sir. I like it. All right, my man. Let's take a deeper dive into the other fights we like on this card. And we're going to start out with a featherweight fight. We've got Jamal, pretty boy Emmers, a moderate favorite over Jack Jenkins. Ooh, sir, sir, this one almost made the best bet category for me. Emmers' only losses on the UFC, Sabatini and Giga, one of the best grapplers in the division and one of the best strikers in the world. Against Giga, it was a split decision loss, and he actually outhit him. His numbers looked very good on the UFC. He's four fights in. So with Emmers, this is exactly who we expect. This is who we're getting. He's got a lot of fights to choose from, a lot of data. We know what it's, what he's going to do, and it's not a fluke. Emmers has never been taken down in UFC. To Jenkins now, he hasn't been in the octagon with nearly the level of competition that Emmers has. The guy Jenkins beat was a decision win, while Emmers put him to sleep in the second round. Jenkins is going to have to use takedowns and control time to win this match. Takedown defense is a strength of Emmers. Look for Emmers to keep this on the feet. Walk away with a little win here, Luke. That's what I like yeah, I like Emmers too. Uh, he is the better boxer by far. As long as they stay on their feet, I think he wins easily here. Even if it goes to the mat, he's not a bad grappler. Yeah, I, I, He just hasn't had any wins by submission at the UFC level. Right. Only decisions, two wins, two losses. Maybe the better bet here is over two and a half rounds, I'm thinking. I don't know. Tasty. You know, like maybe it. by decision. Yeah, that's tasty. Something to think about. But I still like him to win as well. Yes. Next fight. A lightweight fight. We've got... Mateus Robeski versus Loic, the Tajik Tank, Razava. I don't know how you feel about Tajik Tanks. <laughs> I mean, I don't Is know. Is that anything like a Panzer? I know German run? tanks are amazing. It could be. It could be an old <laughs> Russian tank. That... Anyways, uh, Robeski, uh, the favorite here, the slight favorite, minus 125. Go ahead. Robeski, looking at this guy on the lower levels, this dude's dominant, and dominant is an understatement. I checked this out. Two arm bars, three heel hooks, two elbows from the crucifix. You don't see a lot of that in male MMA at any level, let alone a guy that's got multiple finishes that way. Those are the two finishes by elbows from the crucifix. That's a dude showing off, and he did that back-to-back. So granted, the competition is probably not that good, but still, that's, that's a tough thing to get to get a professional in that position. So, I kind of like Rebeski here. His opponent, horrible on the feet. He was out hit and knocked down in his last UFC fight. However, he attempted 21 takedowns. So, he's like a fish out of water. He's going to go for him over and over and over again. <laughs> he did land 11 of them. And he had over 7 minutes of control time. Oh, he's going to be on his knees a lot here. And he can't win this fight on the feet. He's desperately going to try and get it to the mat. I like Rebeski. I think that plays right into his strengths with those crazy submissions he had on the lower level. I like him a lot in this matchup. 
Oh, that poor Rizabov. How dare you? Oh, How no. dare you? Here we go. <laughs> He's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those fights where we're going to have to disagree, my man. Dads are fighting. Disagree. Dads are fighting again. I, I agree with most of your points that you made about Robeski. But he's only a slight favorite in this one. And I keep mm-hmm. thinking about that Vegas number. It's just it's just the numbers that are just kind of make it. They're putting yes. you know, some thoughts in my mind. Yes. And in contrast, Vegas is not giving great odds on Rezabov either. Only plus 105. Mm-hmm. So I think they think this is closer than what everyone else thinks. Robeski throws every punch. And this, this is why I this is the deciding point. It's the numbers in this. Robeski throws every punch like it's his last punch. Yes. <laughs> he, he man, it is exciting to watch, but he tires himself out a little bit. Uh, you know, I think there's an argument to be made that that this is the the best fighter he's also faced so far. All of his submissions have come in non UFC fights. I, I mean, you could he has a rear naked choke in the Contender series. You could probably, if you're going to disagree with me, then I, then I, I'll concede. One of those <laughs> was technically in the UFC. Uh, this is the second UFC fight for both of these fighters, so that's significant too. Here's look. It, if Rizabov can avoid those massively hard shots early on, I think he can win the wrestling game, uh-huh. and I think he can win the later rounds. But he's got to survive that first round and early into the second. I like Rizabov if he can do all those things to win this fight. Shrimp and grits to the wings. So you guys, <laughs> since we're since you can't, we're not on video. And that during that pause, I love it. All, all John did was just uh, he just uh, looked straight into the camera and just raised his eyebrow, like <laughs> as if to say, "Okay, good luck, sir. Welcome to the show." Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Am I on the wrong side here? I don't. Know. I, I, don't I don't know. There's a fight later on here where I'm just like, I don't even know if I should be betting this. <laughs> We'll get to that one in a little bit. <laughs> I, that's going to be a good fight. For you and me, that's going to be the fight of the night. Uh, there is one on here I think that really will be the fight of the night. I like that one to be our fight of the night. Yeah. Yes. You had me at Rizaboff, my friend. All right. <laughs> next, we've got a Husky fight. And by that, I mean heavyweight. I love it. Or Husky fight. We've got Justin Badman Taffa, moderate favorite over Austin Lane. Actually, this was almost a best bet, and I what? don't make very serious? yeah. I don't make very many heavyweight best bets, but here's the bet that I like. I don't care who wins, Mister Luke. I'm saying this fight does not go to distance. That is the best bet here. Good call. Good two call. heavyweights, two hard hitting strikers, two guys that rarely see the judges' scorecards. Twenty four professional bouts between the two of them. Guess how many went to the final bell, my friend? You tell me. Two. Two fights out of 24 <laughs> made it to the final odds. bell. Now look odds. where this fight is. It's on the main card. They got a ranked fighter, Neil Magny versus Rowe, on the prelims, and I think it's because of this fight. I think this fight pushed them down. These fighters aren't ranked. The only reason they are here on the main card on national television is because Dana White expects it to be a fight that ends in an explosive finish, and that is why I'm taking fight does not go the distance, my man. I love that. Actually, I love that bet. And that would have been a great best bet. Uh, we could probably name it one here. Yes. Uh, let's officially name that a, a fifth best bet. Uh, under, fifth best bet. Under like two it. and a half rounds. Yes, I like it. I like I like that too. Uh, you're right. Fight fans who are going to be watching on ABC on the network who are from that silent majority category. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're trying it out. Or oh, look what's on. Or 
husband's watching and someone comes down or buddies come what whatever it's it's on in the clubhouse after the you know uh, around a golf uh it's because fans expect to see two <laughs> big guys smashing each other yes and doing damage that's what they want to see and that's what they're going to sell Tafa is the bigger bigger fighter in this by like some 20 pounds or so but but it doesn't matter for me uh, i i am not going to pick a winner for for two reasons number one big dudes number two four ounce gloves forget <laughs> that forget that it's true not it's going true. near it i also think the better bet here is the under two and a half rounds and i think we, we got to make it a, a i think we both agree we got to make it a fifth best bet that's best bet all all the way around yeah I, I do like that i have a little side note here i forgot to throw this in i gotta throw it in here so something interesting about taffa and lane taffa former rugby player he's from australia lane uh he's a former nfl player not not a very big name but guess who he played for the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> he's gonna have that crowd behind him my friend yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That's why. Yeah. That's another reason why it's up there on the on the uh, so high on the on the. Clock. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Does that you mean? Does that mean I'm going to bet him? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> no. Let's be sharp. This is Daddy Sharps. It ain't yeah. Daddy Squares. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Let's go to a flyweight fight. And uh, oh boy, this guy. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I just crossed this it. off when I saw him. <laughs> no. Hold on. I think I'm going. I think I'm. I'm going to oh, surprise boy. you a little bit. We got Zogas. Zamagalov versus Joshua Van. Mm, mm. Zamagalov, I can't do it, Luke. I can't do it anymore. I'm beginning to think this guy is cursed. One in five on the UFC. Lost two split decisions in his last two fights. Was it was it two weeks ago he set the fight? And then the fight gets yeah, canceled. That's right. There's too much bad juju surrounding this guy. I can't do it. I can't not do it. I want to take him, but I can't. I know. And I think I'm going to take him. You need to talk me off the ledge here. Van is an up-and-coming fighter. No doubt about yes. it. Yes. UFC loves him. Everyone loves him. This yep. is his UFC debut against a UFC veteran. That's what scares me. Kind of a veteran. Like, he's not a veteran in the win column, but he's a veteran in the octagon. <laughs> well, let's talk about his one and five <laughs> record in the UFC a little bit. Let's, let's, let's break it down. We're diving deep. We're in the deep dive section of the swimming pool. Yes. His last two fights were split decisions. I'm just saying against Charles Johnson and Jeff Molina, they, he could have won those. Okay, uh, he, he's, he's we both agree he's probably better than one in five. That's where we're going. Eh. Yeah, he, and I think that's why he's still around in the UFC because I think a lot of people think that. Otherwise, he would have been cut a long time ago. But it, it, mix that in. Let's mix that in a little bit. He's a veteran comparatively. This guy is desperate he's got to win this fight he's got to or he's going to be done for sure one in six i like zamogolov to win i'm just going to say it i think he's going to win this fight i really do my goodness i i when i break down the numbers and i study the fight i'm with you but this guy's can't burnt. do it and uh, can't do it. Uh, just juju just juju <laughs> well this is it we may not if he loses we will never have to talk about him again i guarantee <laughs> that's true that's true next i think this one could be the fight of the night we've got neil the haitian sensation magni versus <laughs> philip the fresh prince Rowe. sir i i sound like a broken record with this cat but i like this cat magni versus Rowe, my best bet here i'm taking magni for the win magni one of the best most experienced fighters in the ufc 
And I think you are beginning to see a little theme here, Luke. Great fighters coming off an ugly loss means we are getting a great number in Vegas. We saw it with Sabatini last week. We see it this week with Randy Brown and now Neil Magny. Magny, three and two in his last five fights. Not too great. And those two losses were submissions to Gilbert Burns, one of the best grapplers in the world, let alone the UFC. And Rob McCobb, if you listen to this to this podcast at all you know how i feel about this guy he's going to be a future champ those ugly losses are giving us a great number on magni magni has long been considered a top 15 gatekeeper the only prospect to get past him was ramakov Rowe, last three wins were knockouts the three fighters he knocked out i looked at their last three fights each guess what i found a very <laughs> not, poor losing not record good. Three and six combined record oh, with God. five knockout losses. Everybody's knocking these guys out. Yeah, Roe did what he's supposed to do, but everybody's hitting these guys and putting them to sleep. Some interesting factors to consider here. Roe list jujitsu has his fighting discipline. Now, the last time I checked, you're supposed to be submitting dudes when you yeah, that's, are that's a jujitsu right. practitioner. He has four submission wins on his resume. Not bad, not bad. All before 2019 and all against guys with a losing record. Magny has a slightly better than losing record at 27 and 10, and he is not getting subbed here. Secondly, Magny, great striker that uses his long 80-inch reach to his advantage, always against guys with a much shorter range. Not here. Rowe has an 80-inch reach too. Neither man has ever faced a guy in their weight class as big as these two are. In this fight, I'm putting my trust behind the experience and the resume of Magni. Only the best of the best can soundly beat this guy. And I'm not putting Roe anywhere near the level of Burns and Ramakov. Yeah, I also like the experience here versus Roe's 10 and 3 record, 3 and 1 in the UFC. He's coming off a loss against Nick Galanti. He's now facing one of the most experienced fighters. Yeah, good luck. Right. Good, good luck. I I like Magni to win all over the place here. I do too. And I'm just checking his numbers real fast. I think he was at minus, minus 150. 150. Yeah. Last time I checked, it's probably moved a little bit that line. I took those lines yesterday from my from my yeah. book. So still a good number. Still a good yeah. number. I, I think you're right about what drove that number down. But Magni's uh, guy's gonna win. God's yeah. gonna win. To the featherweights, we to the featherweights. We got we're moving the train along, moving the deep dive train along. David the silent assassin, Onama faces Gabriel Santos. Santos, a moderate favorite in this one, around 250, 240. Ah, oh, the silent assassin. And I think that describes my betting here. It's gonna be <laughs> silent. I'm not gonna open my wallet here, sir. <laughs> Both fighters with poor striking defense. I can't trust either of them. I've talked about this before. I don't like betting undefeated guys coming off their first loss, especially when that first loss is their UFC debut. I want to see how they respond before I place some bets. Are they a little a little doubting themselves? Do they belong here? I'm not sure. I got to see what they do. Onama, for me, tough, tough dude to handicap. He beats some low-level guys by finish on the UFC. Then he loses to some really hot prospects that haven't quite proven themselves yet. And Mason Jones and Nate Landwehr, not really sure how good he is. So I'm going to stay off. Silent. Onama has got a lot of power. He's quick. He's quicker. Yeah, but he he does the number one thing I hate: drops that hand, drops <laughs> that hand. It's a good read. The yeah. hand that's supposed to be up to protect against the other. Well, the other one's throwing wild punches, and that's what he does. He throws a lot of wild punches. He can take a beating, but and he, and he won't quit. But Santos, he's got a lot of movement. 
He moves around that ring a lot. He, his punching is more accurate. I, I think if you're going to bet this fight, I would consider Onama at plus 190 just because you can win some money there. The fight's, I think, closer than where the odds are right now. I think this is more even than what we think it is. Uh, maybe Santos wins the fight by decision here. Uh, maybe the better, safer bet is over two and a half rounds. And we think what I'm trying to tell you is just don't bet this fight. <laughs> I like it. It's a it's a mess. I like it's, it. <laughs> it's a mess because you got to either take a chance or you got to go with Santos. And do you really want to do that? And then is the are you looking at the over under? I just you just maybe just stay away. Save your money for a different day. <laughs> Shall we go to the middleweights? Shall we go to the middleweights? Let's. Let, we got a lot of middleweights on this card. Let's go to it. Okay, we've got Cody Brundage, minus one twenty-five versus Cedricquez, the Reaper, Dumas. Ooh, Luke, I gotta, I gotta show some confidence here. I just gotta be confident with it, and I'm gonna go. Nothing says confident like a lean Brundage. <laughs> 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 I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm I am putting money on this fight. I'm going to put money on Brundage. I think me and you talked about it before. Brundage to win here. He's coming off two straight losses, has a low striking output and a very shaky strike defense. Dumas, on the other hand, only has one fight in the UFC and he lost it, ruining his perfect record. He wasn't nervous for that one. Now he finds he gets to fight in front of a first UFC live crowd. No more apex for him. He looked horrible in that first fight. I might talk myself out of betting this one. I am not going to. I am going to go with Brundage on the lean. All right. You're leaning Brundage. I like this. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I think this probably could be the worst fight on the card. <laughs> yes, it's uh, true. <laughs> uh, but as I always say, somebody's got to win. So, yes. So there you go. Uh, I, I do want to say, uh, for me, Dumas, uh, uh, not the, the greatest person in the world. I think we could probably all agree to that. And maybe he shouldn't be in the UFC. Uh, <laughs> I love you bring this up because it, it's you don't want to make fun of a you don't want to make fun of a guy's record, but it, it's well, yeah. There's there's that, but it does show guy. that he has quite a temper. <laughs> it's the news guy. I mean, look between I'm I'm I'll spell it out between 2015 and just this past March, he's been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence, hitting a woman, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, resisting arrest, several vehicle-related crimes, including a DUI back in November. Okay, there you go. Maybe he shouldn't be in this fight at all. I think it was a mistake for uh, Dumas uh, to take this fight against Brundage. I think Brundage is a lot better, uh, but maybe he's desperate as well. He looks like he's got a lot of legal fees to pay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yes. I'm also, again, worst fight on, on the card. I think uh, I'm leaning Brundage to win this one pretty easily actually so yes i'm with you there you go all right my man let's go to the co-main event we've got oh. a women's flyweight fight we've got amanda hibas the favorite over macy the future barber <laughs> i have seen both these women fight and one one bet sticks out in my mind sir one bet opposite of the huskies i'm going to say this bet this fight goes the distance my man nice that's what I'm going with here. All right. That was super <laughs> sweet and simple. All right. He, he boss, the better balanced fighter by far. Uh, I, I think minus 175 is where she's at right now. Uh, I think that's a that's a steal. I think the number should change. Barber, not a great athlete. Very young, 25 years old. Throws a ton of strikes, but 
takes a ton of shots. Yes. Uh, definitely a, a mean and nasty fighter up close, which he's got to be. T-Boss is just more technical. And uh, if you go back and watch these fights, um, looks like the better fighter. Uh, I I think she'd probably win this one easily, but I like where you're going with this. I think this one goes the distance as well. I would take the over. I will agree yes. with you. Yes. Right. Finally. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, the main event. It's a featherweight fight. We've got Josh Emmett versus Ilya El Matador Topuria. It Topuria is like minus three thirty-five and climbing. Um, you tell us why you think what you think in that world of John's brain of his, and <laughs> I'm gonna check the latest number while you do that. Excellent, excellent. Well, first off, Luke Emmett is a 38 year old power striker. Let me say that again. 38 years old. Emmett is a guy that likes to get in high volume striking battles and he's taken out some high level talent like Qatar, Calvin Qatar, almost always matched up against a striker. Not many grapplers on his resume. Now we go to the Matador on a 13 fight win streak right now. Unreal talent and really one of those fighters that's good everywhere. The guy finished off one of the best submission artists in weight class, Bryce Mitchell. He did it in round two. Took no time to do it and he beat this guy with a submission he bit a submission artist with a submission i like deporia to win here and depending on how the night is shaping up deporia by finish is a great option here yeah i think you're absolutely right uh interesting um it's gone up, gone up slightly it was started at 335 yesterday it's up to minus 340 for deporia this Ooh. is a do or die moment for emmett right now I think the only way for him to win is if he catches Tapori with a shot. I think we all agree to that, right? I yeah. Mean, it could it could happen. It could happen. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and bet your money on that then, you square idiot. All right. He got beat up by Rodriguez in his last fight. And I I want you to go and watch that fight. Okay. Do we oh, do that with me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you saw it. Uh, yeah. It was a good one. And Rodriguez yeah. is not known for his submissions, and this guy got it. <laughs> Watch Emmett throw a punch, and then, damn it, like I always say to you, leave that protecting hand down. Every time, man. And against Tapuria, yeah. that's not going to end well. is hot right now, good fighter, well-rounded, super accurate. I like him to win as well. And just so you know, so I also checked the over-under on this one, at my book at least, that I like to go to. Uh, the over two and a half is where it's set, uh, is, which is interesting is, uh, plus one ninety. Mm. the under two and a half minus two forty. So, Oh, I wow. Vegas and everyone else agrees, man, that by finish would be a good one. Uh, yeah. the under is a good one and, and, the, and the money line if you want, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a hard sell right there too. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we recapping our best bets let's, here? Let's do it. Let's recap our best bets for UFC Fight Night in Jacksonville, Florida this Saturday. John, who do you like? I like Tiara to win, and I like Brown to win. I like them both. I got Brown, the the lengthy, striking master against a guy dropping into weight class for the first time. And I got the 23-year-old grappling submission art artist. I like them both to win. Nice. And I love... Trevor Peak to win by finish. Yes. And I like Brendan Allen to win. I will take that on the money line. And then we have added a fifth best bet. Oh, for how could I forget? UFC Fight Night Jacksonville. And that is the Tafa Neil fight. 
correct? Tafa, Tafa Lane. Did I say who did I say? You said Neil. You got Neil. Say- you got Neil on the brain. Neil Magny. <laughs> You're thinking about Neil Magny. <laughs> we like the only heavyweight fight. The only heavyweight yeah, fight the Husky. on this card to end in a finish. Yeah, it's gonna be a finish. That's the fifth best yep. bet. Yes. All right, that's gonna do it this week for the Daddy Sharps podcast. Remember, always re- re- gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets that we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we're gonna be back next week with all our best bets and much more. That's right, including all of our best bet winners from this week. But first, John, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.